Hey, good day, everybody. This is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Today, we catch up with Amanda K. Huckabee. She has a diverse background working with and serving others, including social work and even being elected to the city council. Amanda is located in Casper, Wyoming, and is a Reiki master and teacher. You can reach out to Amanda at Enchanted Earthworks Energy Healing on Facebook. Again, that's Enchanted Earthworks Energy Healing and directly by phone, 307-247-1016. Again, that number is 307-247-1016. And thank you, as always, for tuning in to this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Hey, good day, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio. Your host, Dan Young, here in Cheyenne, Wyoming. We have a native Wyoming girl here with us, Amanda K. Huckabee. Thank you so much uh, visiting uh, by way of uh, episode here today from Casper, Wyoming. Thank you for being on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me, Dan. Yeah, I'm excited about this interview. We, You and I have been talking back and forth quite a bit and and uh, really kind of getting this set up. Our schedules were such that we could make today happen. And so I'm really excited about what you have to share uh, from your experience with our listeners regarding, uh, regarding natural health. And one of the first things I always like to just dive right into with these discussions is what was the catalyst or the event, that thing that placed you on a path uh, in natural health and to do the, the work that you do? What, everyone's got a story, right? And I, I love, that's where the listeners love us to start off is let's hear Amanda's story. Right. Um, I think that's kind of a challenging question for me because, um, it's not exactly chronological. The correct answer is my entire life. However, the catalyst, um, for me venturing into the field of energy work, um, was roughly almost 12 years ago, I guess. And I was going through, um, a very difficult time in my life personally. And I had a friend who referred me to a mutual friend who was a Reiki master. Okay. Um, and so I received um, various modalities um, of energy work for many, many, many years prior to going on that path myself. Okay. And why I say my entire mm-hmm. life is because um I have felt energy my entire life. And as a child, I assumed that everyone could do that. And when I found out uh, that that was not the case, it was something that made me feel different than in already feeling like an outcast period. Uh, I learned to shut that part of myself down um, for, for a great deal of time Um, Uh and having you know, psychic abilities and being able to communicate with things and people that others could not. As a child, I encountered a lot of very scary uh, situations because I didn't have anyone in my family who could guide me and help me and learn how to protect myself. And so I just shut it down for many years. Okay. And when did that come, when did that blossom and come back on display for you? Um, I think it was a gradual and then a sudden. Um, 
I took about a two-year period of time to go through the process of becoming a Reiki master teacher. Um, it can be done faster, but I am of the opinion that the best practitioners and in any area are those who take the time to apply what they're learning to themselves before they try to do that with others. So um, true. And, that is so true. Right. And, and there's a lot of trauma in my um, background, both in this lifetime and many others. And so I wanted to take my time with it um, and, and go deep. Uh, I'm not a surface level person. And so it's just been kind of a natural flow from uh, learning Reiki, which is a Japanese um, modality of energy work. Mm -hmm. um, I have cranial sacral um, energy healers. Um, but in that process of doing the energy work through Reiki, um, my psychic gifts came back online very suddenly. Okay. And... I channeled for the first time in my life and it was very, um, confusing yeah. initially. Um, and then as my path has progressed, um, I was trained in native American feather tapping and also taking my time to do that process of, you know, integrating myself and my psychic field, opening up far wider than I knew was possible. So, okay. So you, you touched on a couple of things I think is really like worth exploring in the discussion. Number one, you touched on the fact that as a practitioner, when we are drawn to or called to a passion or a modality, that if we're not, a, we must apply that with ourselves in order to be really effective at transmitting to other people uh, the, the impact, right? The power of what we have to offer and educate them properly on what is actually happening, what's going on. Um, you know, I've been doing this since uh, since 2001, November uh, is, uh, November 1st will be my, my 20th year anniversary. And, and one of the things that I have always been very sensitive to is positioning clients to understand why are we doing what we're doing, okay? I know uh, I've been Reiki class. I, I, I went through up to a level two. I, I get it. I understand the, you know, the application of it. It makes sense to me. Um, that energy lives in and around and all through us. Uh, science would say, well, here's your EKG or neurologists would say, here's the neurolo neurological uh, pathways and impulse of, of nerve conductivity, right? So science uses different words to describe what you, me, and natural health practitioners have been aware of for 6,000 years of recorded history. This right. energy is real, it's in us, it's, it's through us, it connects us. We are all empowered and impacted by it, positive or negative. And Karelian Photography's got pictures of it, right? When yep. you go to National yep. Geographic, you look up Karelian Photography. So science has established for us that this exists, it serves us, and we can tap into it. Having said all that, for our listeners to kind of get out of the woo-woo, new age, right, yes. uh, thought pattern, approaching you and I's discussion, how do you position a client to understand or at least realize that what you're doing is not in some way new age, you know, dare I say, you know, satanic or, you know, against God? I mean, how do you... 
How do you educate someone and position them quickly and, and effectively from day one to really embrace and understand what Amanda's doing with her Reiki work? Well, I think that foremost, congratulations on your upcoming anniversary. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think that two points. Okay. I don't try to fight that uh-huh. anymore. Okay. I find the um like swimming upstream, right? Right. And I spent many, 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 many years trying to validate myself to other people to no avail. Right. And it's exhausting and I'm unwilling to do that anymore. And I trust that you know, it I I suppose it falls back to the old adage of when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And I can say that in my own life with the people who have mentored me and taught me along the way. Yes. And I've either outgrown them and moved on to the next one, or we've just drifted apart or become friends. Sure. Um, so I trust that that is both symbiotic for every relationship. Yeah. That's um, a good point. And so... I also have spent time, you know, I did things for a period of time, like tarot readings and things like that. Um, And I grew very tired of the people that would come to me with a very sort of attitude of you need to prove you can do what you say you can do to me. Right. And mostly... It had nothing to do with my ego, but rather it is a lot easier to work with people and work on people when they come with open energy rather than a defensive shielded energy. It's not impossible. It's just more challenging. And I'm not a fan of anything that makes things more challenging for me. Yeah. So I trust that when people reach out to me, they at least have one thing, and that is curiosity. And that's all I need. I have learned that through my own path being as, I guess, sporadic as it seems on my resume of, yes, I'm a veteran. Um, Yes, I worked in the criminal justice field and social work field. And while those might seem completely unrelated to what I'm doing now, I think that everything is interconnected. And one thing that I am exceptionally adept at is being able to find the middle ground of anything or anyone. Um, So when I was learning Reiki, I lived in St. George, Utah for a period of time. Okay. And was very, I guess, ignorant to the LDS culture. And one thing that I found very interesting and appreciative of is that that um, culture very much believes in energy and healing work. And I was just blown away by the community there and how many practitioners were there, um, which, you know, indicates to the obvious supply and demand. Yes. Um, So living in Wyoming is not quite as open to that, but it's becoming increasingly so, you know? I have a couple of clients who are doctors of various practices. And I have really noticed that over the last, mm, I'd say five years, really, there's a lot more practitioners. There's a lot more awareness. And 
what I find important above all else with my clients is that they feel safe because it's hard to go within and to heal if you're in an environment where you don't feel safe. Yeah. And so part of that is me understanding that there is a lot of opinion and thought and judgment around what I do or what we do collectively. Yeah. So I try to fight that. I try to listen and ask, what are your fears? And then I speak to those fears mm-hmm. on an individual basis with each client. And I just asked that they only have one thing, and that is that curiosity. Because I can blend anything to make it relatable yes. to where they're at. Yeah. Yeah, one of the biggest things that we become as we continue to do this work over time is exceptional communicators, exceptional educators at helping people connect the dots, you know, understanding what are our objectives for the exercise. Here's the resources we're going to use. Let me demonstrate like with an energy ball. The people on the on the podcast won't be able to see this. You and I can share it, but the Steve Spangler energy balls right? Just connecting the two diodes. We're full of energy, right? We use that when we do, when we do kinesiology education, we show them pictures of Carillion photography. We talk about standing in front of a window and feeling heat through glass. These bodies can pick up on that. And we are all part of that. And it can be influenced. Well, like with me, it's like here, quit eating that energy and eat this energy, <laughs> right? It's all energy. Everything is energy. The the Snicker bar has a certain energy to it that is really not good for your body. But yet, here's this dark green leafy cruciferous filled salad. It's got an energy too, guys. And if you do more of those and less Snickers, your energy is going to improve, right? I mean, so it's all, it's very basic, very universal. It's very universal. So your approach and my approach might seem, look, sound and be in the experience be different it's the same energy that we have to uh you know that light force that resides in us all is is stuck it's blocked it needs that it needs that uh it needs uh it needs unstuck in many ways and, right. and all we're doing is is helping the body do what it already knows how to do we're just taking a different approach what do you find to be the most fulfilling about your energy work with your with your clients what's the most fulfilling part of it for you i think helping people overcome their fear mm. and and i do that by i mean to be perfectly honest i'm kind of a hard ass and welcome to my of- world I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a veteran. Like I, it's not fluffy pink rainbows and unicorns and bubbles all the time. Right. I mean, it can be of that place, but it's not, it's not realistic to stay there. Sure. And so I guess for me, it's, I'm very grateful that I possess the, the fine quality of discernment of knowing when to be gentle and when to push. Um, and some people, you know, it's a case by case basis. You sure. have you have to work with an individual with where they are at 
and they need to set the goal for where they want to go. If you're not setting a goal, what are you doing? Right. And I think that that, you know, having clients come to me that pose that to them and say, what is your goal for today? Most of them get deer in the headlights. And I say, well, that's, that's very important so that we are on the same path of what you're doing internally and what I'm helping to facilitate for you. Yep. Um, and so when I help people, you know, I, I guess let me back that up. I, when I have new clients come to me, I liken it to being similar to physical therapy. You might go to a physical therapist and present with a pain in your right shoulder, but underneath that, that could be referred pain from your left SI joint, okay? So my job is to help you get to the bottom of the root cause of why you're coming to see me and to facilitate space that you can heal with my assistance. Um, But leading people to that place, their proverbial cliff, whatever that is for them, and not necessarily kicking them over the edge, but grabbing them by the hand and being like, let's go and jumping with yeah and and being there with them and throughout it's a great analogy it's a great great way to put it so is that would would you call that probably the most challenging aspect of your work is getting them to no. embrace your hand and jump no no what's the most challenging I think the most, I think the most challenging part of my work is culturally indoctrinated yeah and so what i mean by that is that it's kind of this negative attitude of complacency right negative preconception excuse me (laughs) oh sorry i um it's the idea of things are not going well in your life enough that you have sought out me and you're paying to come see me for assistance, yet you're unwilling to do the work that is required to get the outcome that you seek. And so, you know, I tell my clients and I, I told all my, you know, even hardened criminals when I was working with them, I will work my butt off for you, but I'm not going to work harder for you than you work for yourself. 100%. And I'm going to fire you as a client if you are not doing the things that I'm suggesting to you for you. Because yeah. I don't like to waste my own time. Right. We have a saying in our office identical to yours. And it's also, you do not get to complain about results you're not getting with work you're not doing. Correct. <laughs> yeah, high five. Woo! The virtual high five. Woo! I know. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When it comes to the, like, what is your primary focus with clients? Do you spend a lot of time on just explaining your services, a lot of time in education, hands-on work? What, where, do you, where is your primary investment of time with your clients? Um, I feel like nine, well, no, I, I, I'd say 100% of my clients, it's kind of word of mouth. Of, okay. You know, somebody saw not somebody, somebody, or what have you. So I honestly feel like my time is 50% actually doing energy work and 50% acting as a therapist. Yeah. 
Yep. I think we can get a you can get a master's degree in in uh, in uh, family and and personal therapy uh, by just helping somebody straighten their diet out. You get all the other that comes with it. Correct, and and that and that leans to my earlier point that our culture here is very compartmentalized, and it's frustrating because when people start seeing those dots connect, of it's all interrelated. That you know. Maybe the time when you were six years old and something traumatic happened is now exacerbated and become this seemingly unrelated issue that you're dealing with in, in adulthood. And um, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I mean, half of my role in social work was that as well. Um, and it serves me. I love to talk. So yeah. let's do it. That's awesome. When it comes to uh, when it comes to people that have had a major influence on your life, can you uh, can you show some love and pass on some good energy uh, regarding uh, people that have had a major impact on you and your path? Besides yourself, yeah. I I mean I'm of the belief that any person who has entered my sphere has impacted me. Um, you know, whether to use the terms positively or negatively, I don't necessarily believe in, but every person has been impactful on my journey. However, sure. um, there are a few. Um, my college advisor um, and professor in criminal justice, Tova Hoff Bormas, uh, she was a lawyer. And, uh, she she helped me through a really difficult period in my life and was the type of woman that I had never met in my entire life. And I wanted to be everything that she was. Um, she really helped shape me as what type of an adult woman do I want to be? That is exceptional. It is. And, you know, along my path down the road, um, you know, I've had... Like I said, many teachers and, and healers and encountered lots of people, but I think that the ones that stick out are my mind in my mind are the ones who went above and beyond their job title or role to make that connection because they saw something of themselves in me to assist where they can. And that is something that I have always chosen to pay it forward in kind to others. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, beyond Toba, Ty Christensen is the woman that I learned feather tapping from, and she is an amazing soul and also helped me through another very hard time in my life. And she um, really helped me get back to me. As we get ready to wrap up our interview today, and thank you so much for our discussion. Everybody who's listening at this point, I haven't mentioned yet, but you can reach out to Amanda at Enchanted Earthworks Energy Healing. And the phone number directly is 307-247-1016. That's 307-247-1016. And uh, so what, what are some of your directions and goals for the future? Where do you see yourself three, five, ten years uh, in terms of, supporting and enhancing the lives of those you touch? 
I am currently building an empire. I am going to open a healing center that blends and integrates all medical, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, energetic, emotional. You and I will be talking more about that. We will. Yes, we will. That's awesome. I'm, uh, there's a gal down in Westcliff, Colorado. Her name's Deborah Snell. She's uh, she's one of the folks that we've worked with in the past. She carries our product line, and uh, and she's just doing an amazing thing at the Sangre de Cristo Center, Sangre de Cristo in Westcliff, Colorado. Her name's Deb Snell. Um, but then there's a lot of other wonderful people that have invested a lot of time and energy into learning our work, and and have taken it to. Uh, to amazing levels, folks in Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Rollins, Wheatland, uh, Green River, Fort Collins, Scotts Bluff. I mean, so we're, uh, one of the things, and I love what you said, pay it forward in kind, um, that super resonates with me in terms of there's not enough of us willing to embrace folks who want to do this work, who want to embrace, have a passion, a love, a knack, a skill, that they may have ignored early on in life, but now it's expressing itself, as in your case, and having those major impacts on their communities and positioning people to thrive. And uh, so there needs to be uh, there needs to be an Amanda and a Dan in every community in the country, especially with the disruption uh, of uh, and discourse that our country and our world is in right now and has been for an extended period of time. Uh, not because of promote, promoting Ill, uh, better health either. It's any, anything, this entire approach has made it worse for everybody in terms of their health, and there's evidence of that everywhere. But that's for another time and discussion. Yes. Two I questions. Oh, good. Two questions we're going to wrap up with. Number one, what's the number one comment or piece of communication that you could share with our listeners right now that you want to make sure that they walk away from having listened to our discussion today? Hmm. I suppose it is. I think that given the things that you just pointed out that are going on in the collective, regardless of the polarity that is being created at the end of the day that does not exist we are all human beings and we are all trying to navigate this the best that we know how sometimes doing very well and other times failing miserably and every single human being on this earth is dealing with things internally that more often than not they don't share with others out of fear or usually fear and we're all struggling and so at the end of the day the approach that I try to take and sometimes fail at is to extend kindness that's beautiful the world will be a better place because of you Amanda thank you so much for being on the show and and I you thank you the best way to get a hold of Amanda again is at Enchanted Earth Works Energy Healing. Phone number is 307 247 1016. I believe that's also that's on the that's the Facebook 
approach yes. to getting in touch with you. Is there a website or email that we should share with our listeners? Uh, the email is enchanted earthworks energy at Gmail. And as of yet, no website. Okay. Well, Amanda, I just want to thank you again. I appreciate you for taking the time to uh, share some insights of what you do with our listeners on Total Wellness Radio. Promise me we'll do it again. Say it. Of course, I promise. Awesome. See, I got, I captured that, right? So for everybody out there, for Amanda K. Huckabee out of Casper, Wyoming, this is Dan Young. Thank you once again, as always, for tuning in to the Total Wellness Radio podcast. Take care and be blessed. That's going to do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Remember, if you are a practitioner in the healing arts and would like to have your own interview on Total Wellness Radio, please reach out to me, 307-631-5300. That's 307-631-5300. Send me a text message, your name and your modality, and let's get you scheduled to be on an upcoming episode of Total Wellness Radio.